welcome to another episode of the Deep McGuigan Podcast. It's another Sunday sweep here, episode 35, with lots of cricket from around the world. We have some cricket in India, uh, and uh, their neighbours Pakistan, set to host Australia, uh, New Zealand and South Africa battling it out uh, in the north in New Zealand. Now that now they're in the south. Um, and uh, you have some IPO news as well. Uh, and joining me on the madness it is Karthik. Um, so, Karthik, let's start with India versus Sri Lanka. Uh, the T20s have been going on, which we'll mention in a second, but we also had the Test Squad news um, last week. Yeah, um, yeah. hello everyone. It's I think it's been a few weeks since you've heard our voices. Two weeks, actually, now that Adi's pointed out. But yeah, so the India squad, it looks to be a strong squad. Uh, and Rohit Sharma, obviously... I think will this be his first series as full time captain? Yeah. yeah, first series. We'll see how he goes. Um, so for the batsman side of things, you got Rohit Sharma, Mike Agarwal, uh, Virat Kohli, Shreyasaya, Vihari, Gill, and then your bol- uh, your keepers in KS Bharat and Rishabh Pant. Who's the Priyank Panchal guy? Yeah, so uh, he scored heaps of runs in the Ranji Trophy. Been um, uh, I've been on people's tongues for a couple of uh, a couple of years now, and it's good to see him get his opportunity. I think it's because Akhil Rahul's not quite fit yet, um, but he's got a lot of competition um, with with uh, Mank Agarwal and Shubman Gill there as well. Um, in terms of the all-rounders, you have Aviashan and Ravindra Jadeja. Uh, a stock standard stuff. Jayant Yadav and Kuldeep Yadav form the rest of the spin components with Bumma, Shami uh, and Siraj uh, fronting up the paces with Umesh Yadav and Saurabh Kumar. Saurabh Kumar uh, is his maiden call-up for India. He's a left-arm spinner um, and he's basically taking the spot of Axel Patel because he's not quite fit yet. Um, the headline news, Karthik? Yeah, and that's the long-expected drop of Pujara and Rahane. They've been part of the test squad for so long now. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, the number three and number five spots are filled up because there was once, I think, in 2019 where we thought, you know, number three, four, five, is there a better number three, four, five than India, yeah. you know? And it's just been, sadly, a decline from uh, that 2019 Australia tour. <laughs> Uh, who do you say is the best thief or final? I think Australia came close with Labuschagne Smith and uh, Travis Head Warner. Uh, Okawai, I mean Travis Head about, Okawai, uh, sorry. In a second, um, but yeah. Um, in terms of who is going to feel that, I do think that Shubhangi is slightly out of form. So I think we might even uh, we might see a um, yeah we might see Hanuman over Harvey at three or Pink Punchal at three. Because then you have Sharma and Agarwal at the top, with Kohli at four. Uh, I I think they like Shreyas Ayer at five, and then you can have Fant at six, Jadeja at seven, and so on it goes. Um, uh, Pujara and Mahana, yeah, it, it's been a very very long uh, a, a long stay for them, a long string that's finally run out of uh, room for them. Um, that said, Rahane scored a century the day after being dropped in the Ranji Trophy, so. Um, he's he's always managed to save his career, hasn't he? By by uh, by making sixties and seventies, and then hanging on for another seven games. Um, but 
Pujava especially was just looking a completely out of touch the whole of last year. Um, and he'd really gone into his shell. I, I think I read that his strike rate was around 20 uh, through the whole 2021, which, yes, it's test match cricket, but there's still got to be a bit more positivity and intent. Um, Ishant Sharma also misses out al along with Dudu and Saha. They were all told that they were dropped immediately after the uh, South Africa series and they've been told to play on a new trophy. Um, Ishant Sharma has been playing in the Indy setup for a while now, has he? Um, and Ridiman Saha, who's also been dropped, there's been a lot of news around him. He uh, he said that he feels like he's been told to retire at the age of 37. And I think that's a fair comment, but but at the same time, Rishabh Pant is at 23, at 24. We still always forget how young he actually is in this case, but and you know, they're keeping coming up the ranks. It's very unfortunate, uh, Ridiman Saha's career, because he was first shadowed by Emma Stoney and now uh, by uh, Rishabh Pant despite being one of the technically sound uh, keepers and one of the best bits in the world game um, today. Um, and then there was the news of a journalist approaching him and him saying no, and then the journalist abusing him and threatening him, and that's been going around the rounds on, um, on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, not a very nice uh, couple of weeks for Eridim and Saha. Um, and on the Sri Lanka squad, Karthik, what, uh, there's just some big news. Yeah, on the Sri Lanka squad, uh, both Kusal Mendes and Niroshan Dikwala missed Sri Lanka series last time against the West Indies, which was at home because of that bio-bubble breach in England. However, they have both been named in the squad for this team against India. Um... And the other news is that they've given a maiden call-up to Jeffrey Van der Say, uh, the uncapped leg spinner who's uh, been bowling in the T20 series. Um, and I read that this is going to be the last one uh, for Saranga Lakmal, who's been around a long time as in the, uh, uh, the tour Sri Lankan Pater. It's going to be um, his final test match for, uh, and final international game for Sri Lanka. Well, hopefully, uh, um, let's go slightly better now uh, with the T20s, which is a bit more scripted. Uh, Karthik. Tell us about how India have been absolutely dominating um, and have now built up an 11-game streak with them trying to make it their 12th today on Sunday. Yeah, they shot up to number one on, on the T20 rankings and uh, they would hope to continue that remarkable winning streak that you're talking about. So in this series, we Pant and Kohli was rested. So some new names came into the Indian squad under their new T20 captain, full-time T20 captain, Rohit Sharma. So in the first T20, India batted on a belter of a Lucknow track, and uh, it is a big ground. Ishan Kishan and Rohit Sharma, the Mumbai Indians pair, opened the batting, and they got off to a great start. At the end of the power play, India were cruising at 58 for no loss. It was not until the 12th over when Kumara made the first breakthrough, picking up Rohit for 44. Kishan continued swinging, and in the 17th over, he was caught out for an 89, bringing the close of an excellent innings. Shreyas Iyer made a quick fire 57 off 28, and India finished the innings on 199. Which was a very, uh, a very big score on a big pitch for Sri Lanka's score, um, and especially uh, Ishan Kishan's innings was just some of the shots breathtaking. Sri Lanka's innings, not quite that breathtaking. Uh, Abhuvaneshwar picked up the opening in Sanko in the first ball of the innings as he chopped on. At the end of the power play, Sri Lanka were 30 for 3, 
stop putting the score in Australian terms, kind of thing. Uh, spin of Ravindra Jadeja and the medium pace of Avenkatesh Aya all but finished the game off for Sri Lanka as they fell a lot below the required total of 137 for 6 was their final score, chasing 200. Uh, in the second D20, it was played at Dharamshala with rain uh, threatening to uh, call off the game, but um, the weather forecast changed, thankfully. Sri Lanka batting first, and it was a much better batting performance from them. Uh, the openers had a solid platform. Yes, they were only 32 for none at the end of the power play. Thank you for the score. Uh, but following this, Nisanka started to fire, um, and Agunathilika crashed Jadeja for two sixes over Demon Cricket. I knew I would make that mistake. And I actually wanted to point out. So, uh, a crashing in the two sixes over deep mid wicket. Um, but Jadeja picked him up the next ball, and a middle order collapse ensued. Adesan Sharnaka, the captain, arose to the occasion with the firecracker of a finish, a 47 ball 19, including five sixes, uh, with Open Enisanka playing a secondary role, making his way to 75, and Sri Lanka finishing. On a very good 183 for five. Yeah, and I think Addy meant a 19 ball 47, not a 47 ball 19. So is that um, what I said? Okay, right, yeah. fantastic. Anyway, so he included five, that. It did include five sixes. So I don't get how you can have five <laughs> sixes and only get 19 oh runs. My God. But on the India side of things, the openers didn't perform well this time round. Right, Sharma was out for one, and Ishan Kishan 16, both within the power play, and the owners fell. On the middle order batsman, so Shreyas Iyer played a crucial knock for 74 and got support from Samson and Jadeja, who was batting 5, both alleviating the pressure with their lusty blows. Within the 18th over, the game was over and the winning runs were hit. India get their 11th successive T20 win. Now, uh, just across the border, you got Australia versus Pakistan playing. So, Australia arrive in Pakistan for a series for the first time in over two decades. Uh, a great win for cricket in Pakistan as it's the first time a marquee se series returns to the cricket-loving nation. Uh, critics has have said that it will be a hard-fought series with the resurgent Pakistan test team and their young core of bowlers, but it'll be interesting how Labashain gels in the subcontinent as it will be his first time in such conditions since his debut, actually, which was in uh, Dubai. Yeah, in that. Uh in 2018, um, but there has been some talk over the number five position um, with both Kawaja and Travis Head being in supreme form. Uh, but we feel that Kawaja will come out on tops because of his spin experience. If you remember that fantastic hundred uh, to save the Test match, the first one uh, in 2018 in the UAE. Um, speaking of these conditions, Australia hasn't won a single uh, subcontinent Test since 2006. Is that true? Didn't they win in 2017 when uh, Steve O'Keefe took a 7 for? No, did they, not, they, they not? haven't won a test series since 2006. Oh, they won that game. Uh, oh, but, test uh, series, right, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and they've only won three matches since then, so uh, that was probably one of them. Yeah, um, I think this is a big, a big test for Pakistan. Um, and listening on another podcast, um, Australia and Pakistan have a very... Uh, interesting relationship when it comes to test matches. There's been uh, lots of uh, tests in the 70s and the 80s. Uh, but uh, what I did hear is that Pakistan um, have ordered for slow pitches, not that much of 
uh, dust bowl spinning tracks. So it should be excitingly good to watch. Uh, what do you mean ordered for sa- uh, for slow pitches? Yeah, because that's how uh, that's how the home team kind of works, isn't it? The the home team always gets to gets to sort of have a word into um, into what kind of pitch they want, and uh, I'm not sure if it's just me who thinks. Well, that's uh, everybody knows that. I think. There, like, there isn't explicit doctoring, but there is a role to be played. For example, in the 2021 uh, Chennai uh, Test match, India versus England, the first one, I don't think the grounds people made it such a bad... Uh, or the Ahmedabad game, for example, the third Test match, I, I'm pretty sure the pitch was slightly influenced by uh, the home side. Um... In terms of influence within the team, Karthik, uh, I got my links today. Are amazing, aren't they? Uh, the coach, um, there's obviously been the removal of uh, Justin Langer, um, and so who's going to be uh, taking over the reins for now? Yeah, for now, Andrew McDonald has been s- stepping up to the role. Uh, I think Cricket Australia just made him interim head coach, but. I think there's talk about him being given the full-time role. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gels in with the play as well, but he has said that until it happens, it won't be a distraction from the team goals. And Australia's trans-Tasman rivalry, neighbours, whatever you want to call them, New Zealand versus South Africa series has also been happening. So playing in New Zealand conditions has always been foreign for the away team, especially with the bouncy and their fantastic crop of fast bowlers. South Africa had another glimpse of the of those horrors last week. Matt Henry wreaked havoc with seven wickets for just 23, including a three-wicket over as South Africa capitulated to 95 all-out, losing the last five wickets for just 10 runs. Second half of day one was slightly better as they picked up three wickets, but only at the cost of 116, thanks to four dropped catches. A hellish day for the Proteus. Day two for New Zealand was their day in the sun as they piled on the pain. Number four, Nichols got to a century. Ragnar at number five, the night watchman, fell one short of a 50 after entertaining early on with f- a seven fours and two sixes. A keeper, Tom Blundell, also looked in fine touch, missing out on a ton by just four runs. And the lower order kept us alive with Colin de Grandome smashing 45 or 42. And the number 11, Matt Hendry. After his seven three in the first innings, he became the first bowler to... Uh, then get a 50 with his 58 not out as New Zealand concluded their torture of uh, South Africa for 482 over a gigantic lead of 387. An exhausted South Africa weren't let off at the end of day two with the top three blown away in 4.1 overs the score four for three as Buvuma held calm to end the day on 34 for three an insurmountable job ahead. And they didn't do much better in the morning. Bavuma's top scored with 41. Wicketkeeper Varane mustered 30, but it was Southie's turn to be the star, finishing with 5 for 35 in his 18 overs. South Africa swatted for 111. New Zealand triumphing by a comprehensive innings and 276 runs. Humiliation for South Africa, who'd looked half awake and grossly out of touch, especially straight after that India series win. Some stats for you are... Uh, Tim Southey became the highest wicket taker for New Zealand at home, surpassing the great Sir Richard Hadley. Uh, New Zealand crushed South Africa so bad that Matt Henry became just the fifth number 11 batsman to score more runs in an innings than the whole of the opposition team individual scores. Ouch. Right. But in the second test match, 
in Christchurch, they have been a lot better. They ended day one on 283 for three, uh, thanks to a remarkable 100 by Sarah Erwi, a young opener playing in just his second game in genetically difficult batting conditions, which is essentially Christchurch is known to be a very green top. He'd weathered the storm, erode his luck, and completed an emotional milestone. And just reading up about him, he's a man who's had his, uh, his own share of mental health struggles and even thoughts of acquitting uh, the game to get here. Uh, but he shone on the big stage, especially when his team needed it the most. In the toughest job of them all, opening in New Zealand. His headline act uh, was deputied by 42 from Aidan Markham, uh, who was under pressure to score runs from the captain. 30s uh, by Rassi Randa Dussum. Marco Janssen at number 8 and Spina Maharaj at number 10 also making 30s uh, a valuable runs against South Africa's overall effort of 364. The New Zealand bowlers, they went as penetrative as last time, uh, but Wagner topping the charts with 4 wickets, followed by Matt Henry's 3. Rivala sent the openers back to the hut very early, as they were out for 0 and 3. Uh, partnerships were forged by the middle order, uh, but regular wickets from Janssen kept the Kiwis at 157 for 5, thanks to... Conley Gundam's commanding 50 to close day two. They came back on day three and he took it to his maiden century in international cricket. An affable character, not spoken about a lot, is Conley Gundam, but he made 120 as um, helped New Zealand a 293, with Daryl Mitchell, his overnight partner, making 60. Rabada rose to the occasion with a Pfeiffer, with his understudy Janssen also impressing with four. South Africa's second innings is poised excitingly at 140 for 5 with a 211 run lead with two days to go. Top order all dismissed for less than 20, Southie taking the openers and Henry the number 3. Rassie van der made 45 before being caught and bowled by Wagner. Now, moving on to the other side of the world again, this time the T20s, the IPL. Uh, lots of talk on that after the auctions and everything, but it starts on March 26th, which is a Saturday. So yeah. it'll be a highly watched game, you'd assume. Yes, and that's exactly why it's been made Saturday, because the initial plan, uh, a quick was supported, was to start on Sunday. But it would mean that, because you can't really have a double header on uh, the opening day, and you don't have a double header on Monday. So uh, so the broadcasters star really wants it to start um, on Saturday, so that they can have a double hand on Sunday. Uh, we also have the news that all of the matches are, are going to happen in Mumbai, with a 55 spread in a Wankidi Stadium, taking 20 at the Braybourne Stadium, which is where the Cricket uh, Club of India um, at a very historic uh, Indian sort of home of cricket at Braybourne Stadium uh, is taking 15 matches, and the DY Parcel Stadium with 20, uh, uh, 15 more matches in Pune. All the teams will be playing four games at the Wankidi and D.Y. Partle, uh, with three apiece at Vaiborne uh, and in Pune. And uh, to counter the issue of having ten teams and not making the uh, season a 94-match season, we've um, seen the IPR and BCCI implement a seeding system this year, Karthik. Yeah, just before we move on to that, did you say that all of the games will be at in Mumbai? Yes. So that means nothing in like no, nothing in, in the Chinnaswamy or at Chepok. No, nothing? no. 
I should have sounded a little bit more surprising. I think it's because I've been hearing this news for a long time. Yeah, it's because of the biosecure stuff. Um, and I think again, yeah, well, they're especially paranoid because last time, of course, it it all broke yeah. down. Uh, it it imploded in front of your very eyes. Um, so they uh, they really want to keep the COVID uh, contained, um, which is a shame because this could be Donny's last IPL. But I do know that he wants to play. Well, this is uh, this is a very very personal view. Uh, oh, it's a shame because uh, because Donny can't play. Uh, he's finally given a channel. It's a very uh, it's a shame. But um, but they're allowing crowds. Uh, depending on what the Maharashtra uh, where Mumbai is, uh, the government wants. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that the games have to be played in Mumbai. But I think oh, we'd rather have okay. some IPL than no IPL. Yeah, that makes sense. And the seeding system, as you mentioned before, so they've got two groups, Group A and Group B. They've got Mumbai, KKR, Rajasthan, Delhi and Lucknow in Group A. And in Group B, it's headlined with Chennai, Hyderabad, Bangalore, Punjab and Gujarat. So two fairly even groups, you'd say. I think Group A might be a bit harder. But in the end, it is still the top four from both the groups that get in. So it's um, so they'll still be ranked upon points in a singular table. Yeah. It's just that Group A and Group B, you know, to make sure the season isn't like 90-something games. Um, and all teams do play all the teams. It's just that if you're in a group, you play those teams twice and you play all the other teams in the other group once. So, for example, a KKR... I would play Mumbai, Rajasthan, the Delhi Capitals, and the Lucknow Super Giants uh, twice, making that eight games, and then um, and they play uh, all the other teams in the other group once, making that thirteen games. I said fourteen games. So how is that not fourteen games? Let's have a very quick look. I've just found out, and they play one team from the other group twice, and I don't know how they decide which team it is. Uh, it might be. Um, the team that's parallel to them in terms of the rows of these tables uh, because of how the seeding system has been done is that um, they put uh, they rank the sides in terms of the number of championships they've won um, so Mumbai uh, was first and then it was Chennai and then KKR and Hyderabad and so on um, to uh, make the seeding system so for example I presume uh, I like now Supergiants will be playing uh, the Gujarat Titans twice because they both are on the same level, if that makes sense. Um, I think that's it for the IPL. Uh, we're going to go on now to our tail enders, just some quick fire news uh, to clean up the tail and uh, make sure that we're giving you a whole rounded picture of the cricketing world. Uh, some women's cricket uh, news. The, uh, the World Cup is starting next week, but um, Indian women have been preparing uh, in New Zealand and they prevented a final drubbing uh, by restricting New Zealand a 251 for 9 and then chasing them down in 46 overs with the senior pros of Smriti Mandana Amanpreet Kaur and Mitali Raj doing the brunt of the work but nevertheless New Zealand women at the home side go in uh, with complete confidence and of course one of the favourites winning 4-1 against India Afghanistan versus Bangladesh uh, two ODIs have been playing so far and Bangladesh have won both in the first game headlines were dominated by Afif Hossein who was batting 7 and Mahedi Miraz who was at 8 and they scored 93 and 81 respectively to get Bangladesh over the Afghanistan line uh, believe it or not Bangladesh were at 6 for 45 at one point and they ended the innings 
219 for six. So that wow. that's a record partnership right there. In the second ODI, Bangladesh won after Lytton Das made 136, powering Bangladesh to a competitive 306 runs, along with keeper Rahim's 83. Afghanistan opener Rahmat Shah made 50. Najibullah Zadran also made 50, but an all-round bowling performance from Bangladesh bowlers, limiting Afghanistan to 218, making it 2-0 with three more to go. Ajita Garka is set to join Delhi Capital's assistant coach, joining Ricky Ponting, Osha uh, Punt, batting coach Pavin Armway and bowling coach uh, James Hopes in the backroom staff. He's really replacing uh, Mohammed Kaif, but then we had an even bigger uh, news card. Think of another uh, a massive cricketer joining this uh, illustrious uh, list of people. Yeah, so another IPL stalwart in Shane Watson. Uh, he sort of played with every single team, probably. Uh, has joined as an assistant coach. For who? For Delhi Capitals. So, yeah, oh, for got, Delhi Capitals yeah, as well. Yeah, uh, they've got two. Um, uh, what's an interesting comment, actually, that he's only played for Rajasthan, uh, played one year miserably, I, uh, I remember, uh, for all your time in Bangalore, and then he's played four years for Chennai. So I'm not sure... From where you got. Oh, the, has he not played? I thought he'd played with no, more. Anyway. No. I'm just going to ride on it for a little bit more. Royal Challengers, Bangalore, I still remember it. Was it. Was it, it. It must have been 2017 because I think Akoli was injured or something like that. So uh, Watson had to captain like five, six games and it was an absolute shambles from Royal Challengers. Yeah, I think it might have been 2016 when he. I think he played two years in Bangalore. Right, yeah. Mm. Uh, 2016, they made it to the finals. Yes. And then in 2017, 17. it was miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Ireland and UAE have qualified for the 2022 World Cup following the qualifiers that have been taking place over the last month in Oman. It's founded up. Stuart Law has been appointed as the interim coach for Afghanistan uh, as they've been taking on Bangladesh away. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Of course, you can interact with us on Twitter via email and on Anchor. And your question for the week to answer is, uh, what do you make of uh, the seeding system that's been implemented in the IPL? Do you think it's fair? Um, uh, let us know by uh, following the instructions in the show notes. Thank you for listening and have a good day.